we just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gon' repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving. Ain't no stripper or no cussing gonna ruin what we doing. We are dwelling in communion. Assignment is different. Dwellers get the sentiment. Vulnerability's my superpower. How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence. Without you, influence just don't make sense. Nah. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. Whole squad is here. Mm. Feel me? <laughs> Hector Guerrero is in the house. Ay, papi. <laughs> Samuel Byers is in the house. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Completely different personalities. <laughs> Juliana Buenida. Is in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just make a sound effect for her? <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was for Joey. That was for Joey. That was, uh, <laughs> I am. The dub. That, <laughs> not the ventriloquism. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love y'all. I hope y'all doing well. I hope y'all had a great weekend. Um, can I just tell you how much I love you? Like, I love our community. I love all of you all who have decided to make a basement a part of your life, to make it a part of your mindset, right? This is a philosophy, right? We don't actually have to be in a basement to be in the basement, right? And so this philosophy goes all the way back to episode number one, and it's something that we have uh, tried to really help curate and help people identify that we are literally making a safe space, a safe environment, uh, for people mm. as well as us uh, to be able to share the gift of our vulnerability. That's what this pod is all about, all right? This pod ain't a Bible study. This pod is not a devotional uh, app. Uh, this, this pod is about sitting down and as believers in Jesus Christ, navigating culture, navigating um, the church, church culture, navigating subculture, uh, whether you're black, white, uh, Indian, um, Australian, South African, Kenyan, English, um, and I meant like by English, I meant like British, uh, Singaporean, doesn't matter, right? Right? Latinx, Hispanic, um, uh, Mexican, Ar Mexican, Mexican, um, uh, Argentinian, si. Ay. Costa Rican. Ay. Pura Vida. Oh. Colombian. Que chévere. Sí. Ay, hey, see? See, I saw your eyes get... I know. See, I'm I'm learning Colombian Spanish, okay? Uh, but wherever y'all are from, uh, shout out to my Puerto Ricans. Boricua. Um, wherever you're from, like, this, this, we're just creating this safe environment. So, shout out to 
Press B, shout out to my dwellers, shout out to my promoters. Uh, thank you so much for your support. I do not take it for granted. Uh, never will. Uh, shout out to those that uh, give on Cash App and PayPal. Whether you give a dollar, $100, $1,000, like you are keeping us out here. Like we we get to, we this space exists because of you. That's all I'm saying. So um, I'm, I'm just really into our community. Like we have dialed in to the fact that we have, we have it after what, 14 months of being out here, mm -hmm. we have a community now. We have a bona fide community. Like we ain't, it ain't no audience. Right. There, there's people in the audience. Yep. But we have a community. And, and, a, and a community, I've been telling this to other content creators, a community is completely different from an audience. You can have a lot of people watching you, but that doesn't mean they're supporting you. So you got to you gotta give it up and you got to really shout out and celebrate those that are a part of the community. Those are the ones that are like verifiably down for you. Speaking of which, that's why we got them shoes back there. Amen, brother. We got brother. them shoes back there. We got them shoes back there. We got them shoes back there <laughs> for your feet to wear. We got them shoes back there for your feet to wear. Whoa. I mean, yeah. Hector was feeling that bop. <laughs> he was Hector all was up in it. Feeling <laughs> that bop. Would you wow. say, would you say, Reverend, was that... Uh, was that sinful? The dance moves that I made was that not uh, Davidic at all? Davidic. Davidic. I, I mean, if it was Davidic, your clothes would have came off. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a scripture for that, and so. it's not cap. It's not cap. Story. That's exactly what he did. Uh, but that would be yet another thing that we get stoned for <laughs> in the reaction videos. Tim's producers <laughs> goes wild. Go wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait, why did I get thrown in there? He was the one that was going wild. <laughs> Dude, how, how do we get thrown in in anything? That's true. All of us get thrown in into it. We're all in sin. You know, that's a good example. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just happened. So, um, yo, so have we, do we know who the winners this week are? Yeah. Huli, you can hop in the camera over here Don't and you, you, can, you can name them. Juliana, you got to let us know. Yeah. Because I'm hyped. Come, come this and then way. you got to let us know the sizes, too. Yeah. Did you already put it out? I did. You did. You are a beast. Juliana is a beast. All right. So our lady winner for size, sorry, for size six <laughs> is Danielle Quinones. Quinones. Yeah. At June Hair Company on Insta. Yeah. So congrats to you, sister. I and love it. the men's size 11 goes to Mario Mendoza Hi. at Mario Bros. 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. Mario Bros. Like Super <laughs> Mario Bros. I love it. That's really, really dope. Okay, cool. So, yay, y'all. So, so you'll get me. They, they need to get their addresses. Y'all, hey, so uh, give me the first names again. Uh, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> he said Luigi. Brother said Luigi. I'm so done with Sam. Not I've been Luigi. on it, Luigi. Okay, Danielle and Mario, congratulations. What sizes? Six and eleven. Six and eleven. All right, so I'm gonna get those out to you. Make sure you get us a a proper address, um, and I will get these overnighted to you. You you'll have them. Um, What's today, Monday? 
You should have them by Wednesday if I get out today, or you'll have them by Thursday the latest. I always overnight them, and so um, if I don't get them out today, we're potting all day. So if I don't get them out today, I'll get them out tomorrow. And salute to y'all. I am loving. I'm. I'm. When I tell you I love doing this, I like absolutely <laughs> love doing it. All right, so I want to jump into. Oh, oh, oh! One more thing. One more thing. Yo, so I was in Atlanta last week. And uh, I got to be on a pod called No For Sure uh, with my sisters. They're my sisters now. They're my sisters from another mister. Uh, B. Simone and Megan Ashley have a dope podcast. They're basically me, but girls. Like, and they love Jesus and they're believers. And um, they keep it real. They're, they're, they're like, they're hot girls for real. They're, they're honest, they're open, they're transparent. So they gave me this shirt, but it's an XL so um, I'm not, if I wear it, it's just going to drape me. But I do want y'all to see it. <laughs> That's fire. It it's is fire. That's amazing. It's, these are my sisters. That's dope. These are my sisters from another meester. And they have a dope podcast. They got, a, they got like a million subscribers on YouTube. And they started, they started like February of last year. So they've only been doing it. What's the name of the pod bus? Uh, no, for sure. Easy. So y'all listen to them. They're dope. I like them a lot. They're dope. Um, B. Simone. B. Simone. Easy. And Megan Ashley. Boom. Those are my sisters. If y'all mess with them, I'm going to run up on you. Evolve, grow, heal. These my girls. These are my girls. Can't wait for Juliet to meet them because once they become friends, they're never going to talk to me again. <laughs> That's what everybody does when they meet Juliet. They're just like, okay, Tim's. Thanks for the connection. They waft you away. They literally they are waft. like shoe, just shoe. <laughs> we don't need we don't we don't need to hear from you anymore. So, um, uh, all right. So, I got rocked in my devotion time this morning. Oh my gosh, I got rocked in my devotion time this morning. I get up at four thirty every morning. No, I don't. I get up at four. <laughs> Some people be capping sometimes. I get up at I get up at four thirty Monday through Friday. So um, I was, uh, uh, I'm reading through Proverbs for the whole year. So I read Proverbs 11 and 30. Ooh, my legs are moisturized. Wow. Man. The toes are not in frame today. Okay. Uh, because we want to monetize that and make sure that we're getting an income so we can tithe for the I, toes. I have prayed about starting an OnlyFans for my feet. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. I know I would have at least 12. <laughs> <laughs> 12 fans. A 12 to oh, 15. No, there would definitely be at least 32. It's the toe that curves. Oh. It's a thing. That that gets people. It's it's specific that thing. little hook. That little that hook. That little hook for Christ. That's going to get <laughs> for Christ. That little hook could get me up to 32. I know that I know this chat is repulsed. <laughs> Not the, in the chat. The chat is probably like okay. They're saying more more more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my my favorite one is uh uh, Rashida saying, why are y'all like this? Because <laughs> we're normal, Rashida. Yes. That's why we're like this. Because we're absolutely normal. I'm going to make sure I got my um, I got my my chat up, too, because I want to make sure I see that. It's the, see, <laughs> it's Lola, the curve Lola, Suave, <laughs> Lola Suave said, it's the curve for me. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, there's 33. I got 33 fans. 33. I'm going to start that OnlyFans. <laughs> so $4.99 a month or $499 a month? $499 a month. 
crowd. Four hundred ninety nine. Four. We'll tithe four percent of that. No, you're not. Four percent for Christ. No, then, you don't tithe four percent. What, what's the cost? T- cost. <laughs> I was trying to buy his way into heaven. <laughs> Simon the sorcerer. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. So, okay. So, in my devotion time today, got up, read, and, um, yo, I read one verse. And I have a study Bible, so I have all, like, the little nerd notes at the bottom. And then if that verse has, like, a chain reference to another scripture, it's in there. And 90 minutes later, I was I was done for the day. I was done for the day. So y'all follow me on threads as well because I, I put I, I write some stuff on threads. But like a little bit, not like a lot. I, I really I'm really feeling threads though. Like I'm feeling threads like I used to feel Twitter. Yes. I was on Twitter so early that my handle was at Tim Ross. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Dope. Like that's, that, that's how early I was on. Like I, I think I joined Twitter like six months after it came on. Yeah. And then my introversion was like, don't nobody want to read what you have to say. <laughs> and, and then I was like, yes, they do. And and then the next response was, but you don't want to type it. And I was like, no, I don't. And I got off. So um, uh, Proverbs chapter number 11, verse number 30 says this. The seed of good deeds become a, a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. Now, the way most people... Um, recognize this verse uh, in King James is he that winneth the soul is wise. Right? So either one. Um, But that led me to this exploration and then just this heartwarming narrative as I read uh, all of these different scriptures that kept linking to other scriptures. So Proverbs 11 and 30, I'll read it again. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. That verse led me to Proverbs 3, 18. And then the other verse was James 5, 20. So I wind up going to James 5, 20. When I go to James 5, 20, then it sends me um, to some other part. I think it was 1 Peter. But then it hooked me in 1 John four but then first john four had me nerding out then i wound up in matthew and luke and john and all these different other places but i gotta read um first john starting in chapter number three and then i'll jump to four and then i have to jump to matthew and then we just gonna talk a little bit because listen then we're gonna get to some q a's don't worry about that don't worry about that, because that's what Mondays are for. Up to two hours every Monday, live, fam. You can depend on me. Is this the first time we're telling them, like, it's every Monday now? It's every Monday. It's every Monday. Now. It's every Monday now, y'all. It's every Monday. Get excited about that. It's every Monday. All right, I'm a nerd. I tattoo my Bible, and I have different colors based on what it is orange is consistently something that i really feel like is god god is saying something or this is really breathed by god um uh and then i have green green has always been like my caution color and then um you have your yellow highlight why am i telling you all of this 
And then, because um, we're just here. Context. We're just chilling. We're just context. That's yeah, me. Context. I'm, I'm a context guy. Yeah. But pink is always surrounding love. So these are new tats. These tats came today. Mm. And then more from over here was already in pink. But then I had to add some pink because it was just good. So I want to read this. It's too juicy. All right. So so first John chapter number three, starting at the 11th verse. Here's what it says. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If you love, uh, if we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. That's wild to me. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Mm. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. And he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. Now let's jump to uh, chapter number four, verse number seven. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Do you hear how much love is going on right now? A lot yeah. of love. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear 
because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. Wow. Now let's go to Matthew chapter number five. (laughs) Because you need both of these. And then we can let it marinate and cook. <laughs> Although I know some of y'all hearing this right now is already get y- y'all y'all already get, getting cooked. So I wound up adding this pink right here because this one right here though, and this is in red. This is coming straight from Jesus's mouth. You have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say love your enemies. With the exclamation mark. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's what I'm on today, ladies and gentlemen. Are we able to ask a question off the scripture, or are you still going on your thoughts right now? Bro, go ahead. So all of that is so poetic. It's so beautifully written. Uh, What would you say to the person who has struggled with the mindset and perception of, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to love others, yet I see my enemies winning in mm. life. Yeah. I know that's that's kind of just a humanity thing. Oh, for sure. It's like, dang, bro, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that guy looks like he's happier financially, more mm. joyful. What would you say to that person struggling with that? You ain't dead yet. <laughs> that's what I would say to that person. You haven't died yet. Like, that feeling mm. has to be put on the cross. Wow. And killed. I'm going back to 1 John because I don't want you to think that just came from me. <laughs> Look what it says in 1 John 3. If, uh, 3.14. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. Mm. And if you love your enemies, it proves you're a true child of God. God's kid. So there's only way that you can love, give that agape love like that. You have to die to your own feeling. You have to die to your own, your own preference. You have to die to your will. You have to die to your way. It is difficult. There's nobody in, in their own strength that can love their enemy. There's nobody that can, in their own strength, love somebody yep. that they really disagree with and, and that pisses them off, right? They get triggered by them and they hear the way they preach or they hear the way they think or they hear the way they talk. And 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 truly love them with that agape love, mm-hmm. unless you've died to your flesh. Wow! Like like I promise you, 
what this what this year has educated me on is that people don't read this. Wow. I can't tell you how many Christians haven't read first first John right. chapter number three and chapter number four. They totally I'm not even saying they're skipped it because the average the average Christian has a low biblical IQ anyway. Mm. They only read happy, happy, joy, joy verses, right? Or whatever they get from their little devotional app. Mm-hmm. They ain't taking the journey to go through from Genesis to Revelation. Mm-hmm. Like their own journey, like, I'm just going to read this book. I don't even care if I understand it. Right. I'm going from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just read this book. I, let me tell you something. There's no way you can get through the whole Bible and the whole Bible not get through you. Mm-hmm. There is zero way you can open that book and that book not open you. There is zero way you can turn those pages and those pages don't turn you. That's good. But even believers can get into groupthink by only focusing on a few scriptures in Bible and in the Bible. And this is why so many believers can't hold tension. Because they'll read a verse like like I they'll read the passages I just read in 1 John chapter number three and four, and then walk away thinking the only people I have to love are Christians. But they never read Matthew chapter number five to understand that they have to love those that hate them. Mm. It's not either or, it's both and. So we have an obligation to love the people that, that are believers in Jesus Christ, even if we don't agree with them. Even if they don't have the same, the same theological distinctive as, as we do. All these people, all these Christian people hating other believers in Jesus Christ over a few doctrinal differences. I ain't talking about fundamental, like foundational passages that really, truly let us know if you're a believer in Jesus Christ or not. I'm talking about whether you speak in tongues or not. I'm talking about whether you baptize in the, Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit or if you baptize in Jesus' name only. I'm talking about whether you worship with instruments or you don't worship with instruments. Whether as a Gentile, you keep the Sabbath day or you don't keep the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. I had a dude, shout out to my Seventh-day Adventist people. Um, uh, we just had KO on, and KO is Seventh-day Adventist, right? Uh, and so uh, I had somebody tell me that he liked my message um, but he doesn't understand why I keep the Sabbath day, why I don't keep the Sabbath day. And I was like, because I'm a Gentile. Mm. <laughs> that was my answer. Like, I don't, I don't know. And what, was, what, what struck me so funny was he's a Gentile too. Mm-hmm. Now, what he didn't ask me was, do I have a Sabbath day? Mm. He was more concerned with, do you practice it the way Jewish people did? Or do you practice it at all? Well, I'm a Gentile. I don't have to practice it exactly the way Jewish people did. That has that was not one of the things. We are supposed to keep the commandments as Gentiles. Mm. Acts, chap, Acts, Acts chapter number 15 makes it very, very clear how they how how Jewish people wrestled to ensure Gentiles could walk out the covenant that they had because of Jesus' finished work on the cross. But getting into all these little nuance and these fights over, you, you know, 
do do you worship on Saturdays? Do you worship on Sundays? And um, uh, Sunday's a pagan holiday. And do you are you gonna put up a Christmas tree or not? And do you do? <laughs> Uh, are you going, uh, uh, what do you do on Halloween? Are you going to let your kids trick or treat? you going to bust hell wide open? Listen, if you believe Jesus Christ, literally is the son of God, and that God raised him from the dead, mm-hmm. Scripture says no man can say that except by the Holy Spirit. So if you believe that, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you believe that, you're my sister. We may have some differences theologically, but I love you. Mm-hmm. The, the foundation of how I'm going to interact with you is based from a place of love. Now, are some people difficult to love? Hell to the yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of these jokers in the body of Christ make it hella difficult. <laughs> To love them. Mm -hmm. 2020 came, and these jokers made it hella difficult to love them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In 2020, it was, it was, I had to go crucify my flesh. I had to put, I had to put a few more nails in my flesh, right? Emotionally um, and relationally around people that were like, Trump is the second coming of Jesus. (laughs) That was, I had to go die. <laughs> yeah. You weren't debating or nothing of that. No, I just had to go die. Because <laughs> I have to love them. These are my people, man. I love y'all. Shut the hell up on Trump. Mm-hmm. And, and Stop a, a, playing. A, a little sidebar on that. Okay? Yeah. I used, to be, I used to be a janitor back in the hood days, you know, cleaning for Christ. Yeah. Literally worked at the church. Yeah. Blue collar. Yeah. God's chosen one. Yeah. And I worked with an older gentleman, mm-hmm. Larry Slay Slay. We will call him that. Okay. And uh, every every lunch break, there was a big old book he would show me and try to make me read it. It was called The Trump Prophecies. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so, me want to vomit. <laughs> that whole world is real. People really go into the conspiratorial and mixing it with, like, the biblical stuff. Oh, and dude. It's I, wild. How, how, many, how many churches prophesied Trump was going to be the president again? <laughs> And then didn't even apologize that wow. they were wrong. Wow. Do you know if it was Old Testament, they should have got stoned? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, there would have been a pastoral transition because my man would have literally got rocked. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> like, like literally, that's what, that's what was supposed to happen. Right. So, so but, but I love them. I still love them. Right? Because I'm supposed, I'm commanded to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Yep. <laughs> it's an absolute it's an absolute commandment. So for me, I think I just I think there was a bug that I just smacked. You just killed a bug? Hey bro, killing oh. demons. <laughs> 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 so so like literally I feel I think it was a beetle or something. Anyway, um I, I really do feel like people don't know how to separate their differences from the commandment to love. Yeah. And they actually feel like if there is a difference, that means I cannot love you. Mm. Mm. I'll never forget being in Australia. Um, I've, I've been to Australia 30 times in 13 years. It's literally my second Crazy. home. Shout out to Australia. I love you guys. Y'all are, uh, y'all are my favorite people outside of... Y'all are my, you're just my favorite people. I'm not, not going to even try to cap. Mm. Y'all are my favorite people. So anyway... 
I'm in Australia. I'm preaching at a church. And um, after the service was over, there was there was a line of people to greet. And there was a group that that purposely stood off to the side to make sure that they were last. And it was about eight of them. And they came up to me and they were like, um, uh, we, we don't think that your sermon was biblical. We don't actually think the people that gave their life to Jesus during the altar call, we don't think their salvation conversion is uh, actually valid based on what you preached. And the, like the ringleader of the guys, he literally said to me, he said, I don't know if I was at a stand-up comedy show or if I actually heard the gospel preached. So I was like, oh, damn. This guy and his f crew don't like me at all. But because I love him, I wasn't defensive. I actually heard the dude out. I was like, tell me, like, tell me why. So he, this dude was a walking Bible. He had chapters memorized. So he starts quoting all these chapters of how it was wrong and that I didn't preach against sin. And so I said, okay, I'm very curious. I said, so based on what you just said, it sounds like in order for this sermon to have been something valid, for you, I needed to present the gospel message and confront people's sin and call out their sin. Hmm. I said, I'm a literalist, so please forgive me for the image you're giving me. You want me to list every sin that a person could do in this sermon? And if that's what you want, based on my finite memory, what if I miss one? Mm -hmm. Is a person in the congregation that didn't hear their particular sin manifested their particular way? Are they off the hook? Right. I said the Holy Spirit convicts people of sin, not me. I just present the gospel, and I'm a storyteller, mm -hmm. and I was a stand-up comic. So all of my messages have humor. I actually use humor to open people up to dispense the truth. He went, he ran down a whole bunch of other scriptures. Now, he was the ringleader because the other seven were just there to be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So he was like the big boss and the other people were just like. The entourage. The entourage. What he's saying, right? And so I said, um, man, it really does sound like y'all have a passion for Jesus. Mm -hmm. I said, I can identify with it. I said, and I have a passion for Jesus too. But what it sounds like is that we disagree on how to execute that passion. Wow. I said, here's what I don't want. I don't want our disagreement in execution to be something the enemy uses to divide us as brothers and sisters in Christ. I said, so would you be open for us to pray together? Hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. All eight of them look bewildered. <laughs> yep. Seven of them reach out their hands to pray with hmm. me. And this dude crosses his arms and steps back. Ooh. And that's when I knew this man's heart is full of dead men's bones. <laughs> For all those scriptures he read, I don't think he got to 1 John 3. Mm. I, don't got, I don't think he got to 1 John 4. I don't think he remembers the golden rule. Yeah. Like, literally, he, he could not 
bring himself to even pray with me. Man. We just had a disagreement on the execution of how we should reach people for Jesus. I never denied that Jesus Christ is Lord and to the glory of God and that God raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. That if it's not for his blood being shed, we have no remission for our sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because I didn't agree with his yep. theological perspective, yep. he couldn't show me love. Wow. And you know what God calls that dude who thinks he is a Christian believer in Jesus Christ? He calls him a liar. He calls that person a liar. So how many liars did we have in 2020? (laughs) (laughs) Answer that question. How many liars were there in 2020 that were literally thinking that because Y'all don't agree that Trump should be president. You can't be on God's side. Wow. That if you voted for Obama, you can't be on God's side. That if you voted for Hillary, you can't be on God's side. That if you voted for Clinton, you can't be on God's side. (laughs) God is Republican. God is absolutely Republican. What? Mm. <laughs> like, that is, that's wild to me, fam. Yeah. That is, like, absolutely wild to me. So, I, I, my, my brain is, like, and you got people on the other side that if you, if you, if you did vote for Trump, you can't love God. Mm-hmm. If you did vote for Bush, you can't love God. Y'all act like y'all act like God actually cares. Yeah. Isaiah said the government is on his shoulders. If the government's on his shoulders, do you think he actually cares? And I'm talking about in an eternal sense. Yes, sir. right. Do yes, you sir. think he actually cares? Who's the president for the next four years? The government's on his shoulders for eternity. And you worried about who got it for the next four to eight years? I believe you should vote. I believe if you, I said this to when I was a lead pastor of Embassy City. If, if you have uh, the right to vote in this country, you should absolutely vote. Because mm-hmm. I vote. And I vote every year for the person I think that can do the best job for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes I'm not left with good options. <laughs> On either side. I'm like, well, hell, I might flip a coin before I walk up in here. Yep. <laughs> I've I've looked at both policies. I've looked at uh, both perspectives, and I think both of y'all are raggedy. <laughs> but come on, mm-hmm. whoever's going to be the president is going to be the president for four to eight years. I'm still going to have my king for a lifetime. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to fall out with my friend over who they voted for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall out with my friend if over wh- whether they wore a mask or not. I'm gonna fall out with my friend whether they got wh- whether they took the COVID shot or not. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm gonna reduce my relationship with brothers and sisters that love Jesus t- to how they vote 
and how they decided to navigate a pandemic. Well, it's really interesting to me, Tim. Um, voting booths are a thing. And voting booths are designed originally to keep that private. There's a little partition, Sammy. And there's a little curtain, man. It's a cute little curtain. I don't think we were ever supposed to talk about who we personally voted for. Bruh. Ever. You stand in that line, you go in that little elementary school, wherever you go, and you go in the little booth and it has a little petition for a reason. Yes. There's some measure of privacy. Yeah. It's not a public declaration. Next, we have in District 142, <laughs> County, Collin County. Timothy Charles Ross will now read us <laughs> and publicly declare his political stance for all of this county to know. And based on his utterance, we will either love him or not. <laughs> based on his utterance, we will either invite him back to preach or not. Yeah. Based on his utterance, we will either attend his church again or not. We are ready, Timothy Charles Ross. For you to tell us who you will vote for for the next four years. Ah. What? Yeah, dude. I ain't telling y'all nothing. I ain't telling y'all nothing. Y'all y'all will never know who I vote for. Because it don't matter. It matter. Why do we think it matters that much? Is it? Uh, we be on that dumb stuff. We really, we really do. Is it because... We associate it with status. Do we associate it with like these are my people? I rock with them because they rock with me, and they become my echo chamber. Or like I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to why me we too. think that it's such a such a uh, hard line. Yeah. Um, well, well, listen. America is the most sophisticated country in the whole wide world at simultaneously reminding you who you are and who you are not. Yeah. America makes you pick a side. The most in in the most subtle and surreptitious of ways, mm -hmm. America's always making you pick a side. Yeah. Texas A and M versus Texas, Alabama versus U LSU, mm -hmm. yeah. white versus black, light skin versus dark skin, tall versus short, skinny versus thick, mm -hmm. fat. Mm -hmm. America's always blonde eyes. Blonde eyes, blonde, <laughs> blonde hair, brunette hair, yeah. blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, right? Like, like we're all wavy hair, straight hair, curly hair, long hair, short hair. We are always, yeah. always basketball, football, hockey, or soccer. Where everything is. Where do you stand? Mm -hmm. Then I'll know how to think about you. Mm. Where'd you go to school? Yep. I went to Harvard. Oh, you must be somebody. Yep. I went to uh, West Virginia online school. Oh. Mm. Right? I went to Cornell University. Oh my! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I went to Collin County Community College. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, at least you did something there, pal. Right? Like, like, like yeah. everything is. We're always sizing each other up. What kind of car you drive? Yeah. Hey, what sector are you in? 
Oh, tech. How much do you make? Like, we be... What city do you live in? What part of town? Yeah. Oh, I'm in South Lake. Oh, <laughs> I'm in Hearst. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went through there a couple of times. Just through there, though, because it sounds like Hearst, so <laughs> I never wanted to be down there. It feels dead. We're just so... Everything is meant to yeah. first class coach. Group one, group nine. <laughs> like everything is meant to divide. Wow. So you're already prejudging the person just based on yep. what you think. Hmm. You see somebody in first class, they must be rich. Or they could have a business expense account. Or they could be going their way to their funeral and their cousin paid for the for the flight. Mm -hmm. You don't we don't know. But whether somebody is affluent or on the poverty line, can you love them? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Yeah, dude. That's the question. And if you can only love people, if that love is contingent upon agreement. Yeah. Like that's not the move. I have a I have a question. This one is it, it's still like in it's struggling with a certain enemy, but the relational equity here is between a mom and a daughter. Mm -hmm. We can go through it now, or I can save it for later. No, let's hit it. All right. So this one is from Katie. It says, recently my parents have started asking questions for some reason about my upbringing with them. I'm 30 and the oldest of five, and honestly had a pretty terrible childhood for a lot of reasons mm. i've chosen to be honest with them about my experience and how it was with them my mom didn't take it well and still finds it okay to yell about uh, yell at me about things she doesn't agree with she goes into a little bit more context but then the summary at the end is uh tim how do i set boundaries about how i want to be talked to uh mm. not being disrespected and yelled at uh while still trying to honor my mother i really don't know how to move forward in talking to her I know I need to figure out how to get therapy. Um, and the other context was she's a trucker. So mm -hmm. a lot of her time is filled trucking. Yeah. Um, I, I need to get therapy while I'm out here trucking, but I need, uh, I deserve basic respect. What do you recommend? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so having establishing boundaries with your parents at any age can be very, very uncomfortable. Um, and they can be difficult conversations to have. Uh, I applaud you for for recognizing um that there's a boundary being crossed and that you need to make that boundary clear uh so here is my advice to you and i'll um give it to you in the form of a role play so um uh if i was talking to your mom what i would say is hey baby you good okay um you coming through here? Go ahead, baby. Yeah, we are. We're live. Are you okay? Okay. All right. Not a problem. Okay. They need you to move your car at some point because they Do don't want to hit it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're, tr they're trying to play basketball. Um. So, so um, 
<laughs> Hector's like, can I get out of here? <laughs> I'm so cozy and tucked in. I don't even know how to get out of here. Where are my keys? Um, so the let's do a role play, right? So if if I'm talking to your mom, uh, here's how I would approach that conversation. Hey, mom, um, would now be a bad time for us to have a conversation? And, you know, whatever your mom would say in response. And you know your mom better than me, so I don't know how she responds, but I'm giving you kind of like the tools of how to get into this conversation. Hey, mom, would um, would right now be a, a bad time for us to have a conversation? And whatever her response would be, you know, if she says, no, it's, it's not a bad time. Hey, well, I want to have a conversation with you because I really want to have um a deep con- a, a deep connection with you. Yeah. I love you. Um, uh, I care for you, and I I want to have a deeper connection with you. And I will also let you know that in order for us to have that deeper connection, um, there's a certain boundary that I'm going to have to draw with you, and it pertains to um, the way I experience the way you talk to me. Now, this might make you upset. You might feel like um, I'm being unreasonable or that um, what I'm saying is not something that you feel like you're doing. I'm just letting you know how I experience the majority of the conversations that we have. Mm. Um, The majority of the conversations that we have, uh, I experience as disrespectful. Um, I experience as you devaluing me. I experience you as not hearing me. Um, I experience you as still treating me like a child. And I want to let you know that at the risk of drawing distance in our relationship, I will no longer um, engage in a conversation with you if I feel that disrespect or if I feel that you are devaluing me. I want to have a deep connection with you, but I have to establish this boundary in order for us to do it. Do you think that would be difficult for you to do in order for us to get to this deeper connection? Again, I'm freestyling this, so I'm just going off the top of my head, but that's the way that's the way that conversation needs to go. Mm-hmm. You need to get into that conversation, letting her know. You may even want to get into the conversation by letting her know it's going to be uncomfortable up front, right? Hey, mom, um, is now a bad time for us to talk? If she says no, it's not a bad time for us to talk. Then you would say something like, uh, I need to have a conversation with you that's going to be very difficult. Um, I actually feel like it's a courageous conversation that we need to have. And the reason why I say that, mom, is because it's going to take courage for me to say what I need to say to you, but it's also going to take courage for you to hear what I am saying to you. Um, would you be opposed to us having that kind of courageous conversation? Hmm. So I'm, I'm just trying to give you some yep. starter kit language. Uh, you know your mom. Um, if she shuts down and she doesn't even want to engage in that level of conversation, um, then I would go, I, I would let her know that, you know, you're not, she's not calling your bluff, right? Let her know. You, you're yeah. not calling my bluff. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I will no longer engage in a conversation with you if you raise your voice or if you devalue me 
or and I'm not talking about devaluing doesn't mean she disagrees with you. Right. It's disrespectful though when she won't acknowledge the way you're experiencing her. Yep. Even if it's not true. Even if you don't have all the information, nobody's experience of you or with you should be devalued. That needs to be heard. And when it's not heard, uh, that person wants to be in control more than they want to be in connection. So I hope that helps. Could you hit on um, the dynamic of people who believe loving you means that I'm in proximity to you and that you have a say in my life? So, because a lot of, and especially with finan- uh, family dynamics, they're like, well, I'm supposed to love them. And they'll use that to dismiss the toxicity that's happening here in this situation. Yeah, all love has boundaries. Yes. If it doesn't have boundaries, it's not love, it's lust. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Everybody that I've um, talked to in the LGBTQIA plus community, um, that, that, that would have a conversation with me and go, God is just love. And that's, we get to love each other because God is love. I'm like, God is love. You are absolutely right. I just read a passage that said God is love, Mm -hmm. but God's love has boundaries. And all love has boundaries. If love doesn't have boundaries, if it doesn't have exclusivity, it's not love. It's lust. Lust doesn't have boundaries. Lust can move from one person right to the next person. Lust will cross the line of when your belly is full and keep eating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lust will go over two shots and have ten. Like, lust doesn't have a boundary. Yep. Yeah, dude. Love does. Yeah. In order for love to be protected, it has to have a boundary. If it doesn't have a boundary, it is not love. So God is love, and his love has boundaries. And when you cross those boundaries, you are sinning. So when you've established a boundary with a loved one and they cross it anyway, they don't love you. And as I always say, people are always telling you what, how they feel about you, whether they use words or not. Yeah. 100%. People are always telling you how they feel about you, whether they use, whether they use words or not. So if somebody, so, so if somebody is late, if you get ready to meet with a person and they're always late historically, they don't, they don't, they don't respect your time. Yep. They haven't come out and told you, I don't respect your time, (laughs) but they're telling you, I do not respect your time. Yeah. If you're, uh oh, okay, Holy Spirit. (laughs) In three, two. If you're in a three and a half hour service, that pastor doesn't respect your life. If you drop those kids off in children's ministry and it's a three and a half hour service, that pastor don't respect your kids. Now, you can tell me it's the spirit of the Lord all you want to. But a, 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 a six-year-old in children's ministry for three and a half hours, that's a hostage negotiation. That is a hostage standoff. Mm. It's all about stewardship. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is why when we, when, 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 when we fly guests here, we fly in first class. Because with my actions, what am I saying? I value you. Yeah. I don't even know these people. Yeah. The first time I meet the majority of our guests is when they get here. But we flew in first class if they needed to fly. We provided transportation for them. 
We fed them jokers. We put them in a nice hotel if they need to spend the night. We cover all of that. Why? We value people. Yeah. And we're going to tell you with our deeds, not just our words. Don't be patting people on the back talking about you love them. But you just heard they needed gas money and you didn't give it to them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have the money for gas, that pray. I get it. But come on, man. Drop a 20. Yep. Yeah. What the hell? Yep. Is it going to break you? Drop a 20, man. Mm-hmm. Fill it up. Yep. And we do that at, at, and it doesn't matter what status they are. That's exactly Whether they right. could afford that first first class ticket or not. That's exactly We're right. still picking up the tab. It does not move us either way. Absolutely correct. And never will. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, another route still in the, the How Do I Love My Enemy. This is from Javar Garrett. Okay. It says, how do you reconcile with the teachings of loving your enemy with the struggle to love yourself, especially when you feel like you are your uh, own worst enemy? This is a struggle I face due to perfectionism and, I, and fear of not being accepted. I know that God loves me. I just want to love myself as well. Uh, loving yourself is a... Um, it's a that's a journey. That's not like a one and done thing. It's not just a decision you make. Um, the more work you do, um, in into digging through your own soul, and the more compassion you have for yourself, that's what gonna that's what's going to lead to loving yourself. That's good. When you can reconcile the incongruities. Uh, within your own heart, your own mind, your own soul, and have compassion for those spaces instead of kicking your own butt because you're not better, that, that's when you're going to start to to love yourself. Because you, cause when you, let's break down what, what, what this person has said. This person has just said they know God loves them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They know God loves them. That implies they know God knows all about them yep. and still loves them in spite of. Hmm. So 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 let's let that marinate real quick. You if you know God still loves you, knowing everything about you, then you know that he's heard and saw your dirtiest thought. Yeah. And still loved you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he knows when you've kind of like slipped up and the nobody in your family or your friends know, but you know you went to Pornhub mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. And you know you kind of like lied a little bit, embellished a little bit. You know that you've people pleased and done all these things. And he loves you anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you can accept God's love and not love yourself, mm-hmm. it simply means you have more work to do. You got more mm-hmm. work to do. In having compassion for yourself. Yeah. Like, I remember when I first got saved, every time I missed the mark and sinned, I'm like, I suck as a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm the worst person alive. As opposed to going, 
Well, first of all, as opposed to being curious about what made me go there in the first place. Mm. And through that curiosity, investigating, why, why did I, what lie did I believe that made me think that going to porn and masturbation would be the answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what lie did I believe in that moment that made me think telling that lie made me look good mm-hmm. or, 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 or preserved my reputation? And then once I dig into to that through curiosity and go, I was afraid of not being accepted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn it. Yep. Oh, I hate when I do that. God, will you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. I'm accepted by you. Yep. yep. And I need to tell the truth. And if they don't accept me based on the truth, then they can't accept me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I have so much peace doing this podcast. Yeah. Even after all the stuff that kind of went through the last few months and stuff like that. Why am I still content? Mm-hmm. I ain't up here tap dancing like ooh. <laughs> let's try to get let's try to get a fan base back. I, yeah. I, I'm doing this pod out of obedience. Yeah, yeah. This pod could go down to three thousand subscribers. Guess what? That's all I thought we would have by this time. <laughs> yep. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. So what are we doing? Yeah. Right. So so I feel like. I feel like we need to really keep that in mind. Yeah. That the way that you love yourself is to show compassion for yourself. Yeah. And be curious about why you do stuff. Don't, what you did ain't the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Porn and masturbation was not my... That was a symptom of trauma. Right. That yep. wasn't the thing. Yep. Being promiscuous was not the issue. Right. Yeah. The feeling of abandonment. I had. I had a, my core uh, traumas uh, are attachment and abandonment. Mm-hmm. So everything I did was out of how do I attach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And how do I not be abandoned? Yeah, those were the two things that were always triggering me, and then that's what I was always totally, you know, buzzy about. Mm-hmm. And the moment I started showing myself some compassion, like man, mm-hmm. little Timmy, yeah. Is is inside of my adult body, and he still wants to play with his old toys. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he doesn't get to anymore. Wow. I don't give him permission to play with his old toys. Absolutely. But even though that it's flaring up, even though the thought might be strong or the temptation might be strong, or okay, maybe I leaned a little, maybe I looked a little too long mm. at that picture. Why did I do that just now? Mm-hmm. As opposed to I suck as a person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. God. You must hate me. It's this, covered in the blood. And when you when you do that, you're overriding what God wants to do. Absolutely, you, you're correct. Just, you're 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 being the judge. I bet you you are. That's really good. There, there's a big facts. We have a dear friend, Nancy Houston, and the homie. <laughs> she's amazing, dude. Yes, she is. But um, she she's really she's really helped me with a little bit of this mindset. She says exactly what you said. You need to have compassion for that kid mm-hmm. that was hurt. Yep. And you need to lovingly ask them to take their sticky fingers off the wheel, put them in the back, put their seatbelt on, and you have to take over driving. Sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. Take your sticky fingers off the driver wheel. I'm going to put you in the back seat. You're going to be safe, and now I have to drive. I love how Nancy talks, bro. Mm-hmm. And this was the first, uh, what, I, what I have deemed as superpowers uh-huh. <laughs> that I've gotten through therapy. Yep. Um, was the the loving yourself 
and having compassion for yourself because I realized it completely paints the world you live in mm-hmm. when you do not love yourself. That's facts. And you are living with a lens over your eyes that projects that people aren't for you, that they're against you, that no one can care for you. And so then you self-sabotage. And, bro, now I'm like I'm so sensitive about self-talk. Mm-hmm. If I hear people self-talk, like their their poor self-talk, yep. I'm like, no, you're not going to talk to my friend about th- like this way. Yeah, absolutely. You're being really mean. Yep. Um, and I need to know right now what's your favorite thing about you. That's exactly right. And I try to and I flip it on, bro. Yeah, I do absolutely. not stand That's for beautiful. poor self-talk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going through that with my brother, uh, with my brother, with my kids right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've given them words for affirmation since yeah. Nathan was two, right? Yeah. So Nathan's been having been given words of affirmation since he was two, Noah since he was born. But what I've changed every night after we have devotion now is that they have to give me 10 things that they believe about themselves. Oh, that's good. And they must say it with confidence. Ooh. If they use a, a question mark inflection, mm-hmm. like I'm brave, Yeah. I'm like, do it again. Yep. Yeah. Stand yep. up straight, shoulders back. Yes, sir. Convince me you're brave. Yeah. Say it over yourself. It's one thing. Yeah. If I, I can say it to how, how many times have we heard what, what this gentleman just expressed, right? Yeah. I know God loves me, but I can't love myself. Yeah. Yep. The, the self-talk needs to change. Yes, dude. My guy needs to get in the mirror every morning and look himself in the eyeball and say, I am loved. Absolutely. By God, and I love myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some some of y'all need to stand in the mirror, a full length mirror, naked. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. Yep. Oh, Tim, that sounds weird, bro. What are you doing? I'm not telling you to get on alive and get naked. Yeah. But you need to look in a mirror with your naked body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look it up and down and all around and tell yourself, "I love me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. No, you can't love yourself. The self-love talk is crazy. It's new agey. Mm-hmm. So God's supposed to love you. You ain't supposed to love yourself. Wow. It's For God a- so loved the world, but you don't love the world <laughs> that He loved. Mm. Man, if y'all shut up, and Tim. <laughs> Tim, this is like. I mean, it's important, and I'm I'm grateful for Javar being vulnerable. Me and, too. And sharing that mm-hmm. because it opened space for. I, I put it in the chat. You know, loving yourself, and one one of the answers being I struggle with this. The other one being not much of a problem for me and uh that i struggle with loving myself is 73% over 27 child that is high out of yeah. 200 and 200 votes that are still going out so lord have mercy on my whole soul you no know, these are people that that we're going to help oh my goodness i'm so glad we're having this conversation yes, right sir. now yes sir okay so matthew 22 i got to get back on this um I thought I was done, but I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Matthew 22. All right, so so this is uh This is uh, uh Matthew 22 verses 37, 38, 39 and 40. <laughs> 37 through 40, okay? I'm going to start from 34 because somebody ran up on Jesus and asked him a question. He came out He came back with this answer. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. 
let me just pause right here and say so many people that have questions don't have genuine intentions. Mm. They're just trying to trap you. Wow. Yep. Let me see how they answer this, right? And I'm not talking about our Q&A format. I'm just talking about people that... Yeah. I'm talking about Pharisees. Uh, teacher, what is the most important, important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is equally as important. As important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know why so many people cannot love their neighbor? They don't love themselves. Yeah, I do. Wow. Mm. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Here's why you don't see more love in the world. People don't love themselves. Yeah. yeah. Show me a woman that cheats on her man. I'll show you a woman that don't love herself. Mm. Yeah. Show me a man that cheats on his woman. I'll show you a man that doesn't love himself. Show me a man that cannot engage good, dude. with his children. I'll show you a man that doesn't love himself. Mm-hmm. Show me a man that will compromise his integrity over and over and over and over and over again. I'll show you a man that doesn't love himself. Wow. Show me a woman that has a high body count. I'll show you a woman that doesn't love herself. Show me a man that has a high body count. I'll show you somebody that doesn't love himself. Show me somebody that 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 cannot love someone they disagree with. Yeah. Cannot love someone that doesn't believe the same thing they believe. That can't love someone that has a different uh, religious belief than they do. I'll show you somebody that cannot love yourself. Goes back to the story of 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 you at the church when you prayed with the, that's right the seven people and the one person out of the eight yeah want to do it. I mean, literally folded his arms, took two steps back, and was like, yeah, no. I'm not mm-hmm. participating in that. Dude was probably thinking he was being the biggest religious hero at the time. Yeah. Wow. And he was being the biggest liar yeah. in the body of Christ at the time. We weren't fighting over, do you believe if Jesus is Lord or not? This dude's mad that I didn't list every sin known to man at the end of my yeah. sermon. And he's mad that I was funny. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? Imagine that. Man, yeah. bro, what you said is... Like the liar, probably. Like, I don't want to be a liar, fam. I don't want to be labeled as a liar. That's why I have to love all these people. Yeah, dude. I'll never forget. Um, earlier this year, after the stripper stuff, after the cussing stuff, um, I wanted to clap back. Like I was like, "Let me at them, Lord." They had their turn. Let me have my turn. And the Lord was like, "Oh, you want to turn?" <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, I would like to have a turn. Let me show you where he where he told me my turn was. I was so heated. Uh, okay, so John thirteen. I'm like, Lord, just let me clap back at them, and the Holy Spirit's like, okay, here's how you can clap back. John chapter number 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Do you know what most, I don't want to say most, do you know what a lot of people in the body of Christ are proving? That they're not Jesus' disciples. Mm. 
Because they don't love one another. Totally. Again, love doesn't mean agreement. Yeah, I did. We can disagree fiercely and still love each other. Mm-hmm. But people, we live in a culture now, again, more people... More people have a American mindset than they have a kingdom mindset. Totally. So, oh, totally. Their allegiance is to a flag. Mm-hmm. Their allegiance is not to their faith. Yeah. I remember in uh, 2020, I did a um, series on uh, unity after Ahmaud uh, uh, Arbery uh, got murdered and after um, Floyd, Floyd, uh, George Floyd George got Floyd. murdered, right? And so I did a series on unity. And... Um, uh, I cannot tell you how many, after every message, I think it was like maybe a seven-week series, after every me- message, I had people in the church sending me Fox News clips. Like, literally, we're like, hey, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, 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 if you have all the facts, and, and they were sending me, like, Tucker Carlson clips and hmm. Candace Owen clips. It was wild, fam. They were sending me MSNBC clips. Wow. And I was like, man, the, what the, how do, I'm preaching the Bible. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm taking this opportunity of what happened in, in, in culture and in this world, and I want to give you heaven's perspective on these earthly events. And they were giving me Fox News and MSNBC clips. So after a few weeks, and, and it was the only time in 2020, even during the, 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 the pandemic, it's the only time our giving dipped. Wow. People stop giving. Wow. So I, I addressed it because y'all know I don't run from nothing. <laughs> so um, uh, I looked in the camera and I said, don't think I haven't noticed that the, that the giving dip. But also don't think that your dollar is going to dictate what I preach in this pulpit. It's good. Mm-hmm. You never have to give again as long as you live. Okay. Numero uno, numero dos. Um. <laughs> I realized that all the people that have sent me Fox News clips and MSNBC clips, um, you attend this church, but I am not your pastor. Yeah. Mm. Your pastor is Tucker Carlson, and your denomination is Fox News. (laughs) Your your bishop is Sean Hannity. (laughs) Wow. Right? Um. Your 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 uh, presiding prelate is Donald Lemon, and you're the first jurisdictional overseer of CNN. <laughs> like like these jokers, like literally, totally. They were sending me news clips, fam. After I'm preaching from the book, why? Because they have more American culture than them in them than they have kingdom culture wow. on the inside of them. So you couldn't even rise above yep. it because. And here's the other thing I told them, and this one right here. Wore them out. They were not ready. They were not ready for this. So I told them, I said, uh, I only have, there's a, like a two-hour service. No, we had a 90-minute service, and I teach, and I taught about 40, 40 to 50 minutes, depending on what I was teaching about, right? So I only have once a week for 40 to 50 minutes to give my message. Yeah. Monday through Saturday, there's 144 hours that I don't speak to you. 
and you have Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, Al Jazeera, BBC playing on rotation. Mm. That's your pastor. They are discipling you. You have more news in you than you have good news in you. Wow. You have a better perspective on politics than you have on the kingdom of heaven. Right. You knew you know more about the president's policies than you know scripture. It's sad, fam. Well, and how dangerous would it would it have been for you as a leader to give in? Man, please. And 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 talk about all the clips and break them down and fight for tithes. Man. It would have been bad. And people have and people do that. And Listen, they give it to the political narrative and all that. I our church grew every um political year. Any anytime there was an election year, we had a, we had a bump in attendance, and most of those people wound up staying because they were running out of the churches that went heavy blue or heavy red. Got it. Got it. Wow. Right. Like like these people were downright telling you, this is who you need to vote for. This is God's choice. <laughs> wow, dude. Nigga, can you imagine that? We already have a king. Yeah, dude. And you're telling me God cares about your president? The audacity. Yep. I mean, I want I want somebody that has some biblical principles. I would love to have that person in, in, in the White House. But do you understand that that person has to literally establish and, and maintain a democracy, not a theocracy? Mm. That We ain't going to get a theocracy until he gets back. Mm-hmm. Until Jesus comes back, we're not going to have a theocracy. Also never heard that word in my life. What? Theocracy. Yeah, theocracy. It's a great word. Yeah. It's, it's a God. It's a God-controlled leadership. It's God-controlled government. It yeah. is theos. It is God. Wow. It is His dominion. It is His administration. It is His kingdom. It is His precepts. It is His commands. It is His uh, 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 concepts. It is His principles. It is His policies. It's all His. And you honestly think any president? Donkey or elephant is going to be able to uphold that in four to eight years? What? These jokers won't even say Jesus' name. Yeah. You get in politics, you become a man of faith. Yep. You can't even be a Christian. Yeah, they don't want that heat. Come on, man. Man, stop and, playing. And we do have the chat confirming uh, Jenna Mountain for president. So uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. Hey, I'm down. I got a I got a question on marriage. If you want to go down this one, yeah, let's get it. All right, let's do it. Uh, this is from anonymous, but it says, "I've been married for thirteen years, and my husband and I have been separated for eight months. We still live in the same house, but separate rooms. I've asked him multiple times uh, if we could try and work it out. He says no. He's too hurt. I've hurt him too much by being mean and not putting him first, and he's only staying for the kids." I'm trying to stay in my marriage because of God, but at what point do I say enough is enough and leave? Well, th- I'm, uh, uh, first of all, I'm really appreciative of the self-awareness that this person has showed to say that they hurt him. Did I, did I hear that right? Yes. Can you read that part again for Absolutely. me? Absolutely. And just that part. I've hurt him too much by being mean and not putting him first, and he's, and he's saying he's only staying for the kids. Okay. This is where you start. If you can acknowledge that to 
this community and it's safe here. It is safe down here. I'm glad you're here. Um, if you can acknowledge that to us, you need to acknowledge that to him. And that's the way you need to lead. You need to lead with an awareness that you effed this thing up. And by F, I mean fudge. <laughs> okay. So you, so you effed it up. Great. You know that. Okay, so um, uh, I need you to get a book. I, I need everybody to get this book. Get this book uh, called... Um, actually, if you... If you um, if, I'll put it here. Yeah, yeah. If, if, tell them if they can send us their address. Oh, absolutely. I'll ship the book to them. Easy. Because I have some copies. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. Never split the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you this book by Chris Voss. You're gonna read the entire book. Um, you 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 have a you have a great chance of saving your marriage. Your husband right. is still in the house, and he's saying he's only there for the kids. That gives you enough time, absolutely, to pray and to prove. Hear me. You can pray and prove in ways. Uh, that don't need words. But here's what I need you to do, and you won't understand this until you get the book, but I need you to put together an accusations audit because um, what you just said to us is that you know you've heard him and you know you've been mean, but now I need you to elaborate on that. I need you to elaborate on that to him, and it needs to be exhaustive. You need to sit down, and you need to recount all the ways that you've hurt him and all the ways that you have been mean. Mm. He needs to hear you say it. Wow. I promise you, he needs to hear you say it. Yeah. You don't need to hear from him anymore. He needs to hear from you. And do not spare yourself. Do not spare yourself. An accusations audit is absolutely necessary. It's required in order for healing to begin. Where there has been a breach of trust, where had, where there has been wounds, where there has been um, pain, um, the person that caused that pain needs to own that pain, and they need to be very exhaustive in the ways that they've done it. Without gaslighting, without, when you did this, it made me do that. No, nope. just say, I was a ho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been a B. Yeah, I was the one um, because of my own trauma. It came out this way. Totally. And I hurt you. I lied to you. I punished you. I withheld sex from you. I um, ignored you. I invalidated you. I did not affirm you. I disrespected you. I dishonored you and disrespected you in front of the kids. Mm. I'm just freestyling. I don't know what you've done. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you've done. I'm not I'm not flowing the prophetic yep. right now. I yep. swear yep. I'm not. Okay. Um, but but I'm just telling you, this is how an accusation said audit sounds. Yeah. You need to be exhaustive. Just own it. Yeah. Just own it. It's it's one thing to say, I know I've hurt you. No. Let me count the ways. Yep. I did it this way, 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 this way. I don't care if it's twenty two things you list. Yeah. You do not stop until it is done. That's good, dude. And when you think you're done, think of some more stuff you might have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was petty. I was passive aggressive. I went behind your back and did some stuff. 
just get it all out there. Mm-hmm. If the Joker gonna leave you, let him leave with his eyes wide open. Yeah, I did. tell him everything. Yeah, I did. <laughs> tell him everything. <laughs> tell him everything. Let him make an informed decision. But I'm telling you that accusations audit, and then you change. He don't have to change. You change. You were mean to him. Start loving him. Yeah. Not to not to, not for it to be reciprocated. Yep. Just start loving on that man. Yep. You guys are you guys are in separate rooms. Y'all still need sex. Go in there and initiate. Yeah. Ding dong. Okay, lunch. Is that our food? Okay, lunch. Hey. Hey. Let's go lunch. Dude, I'm telling you, and this is just to the chat, like, I'm so grateful that these people are vulnerable. Oh, my God. Because it... It's it's other people's story. We have uh, so I put a, in the poll. It kind of made it comedic a little bit. I put self awareness at the top. The first one being I'm a little mean. Period. 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 The second one being I'm scared to be honest. Mm. And uh, I'm a little mean is sixty eight percent over thirty two percent. So it's th- really good. These are relevant questions that a lot of people struggle with, and it's yeah. this is a safe place to be you. Yeah, and you can talk about it because we can work through it. We can work through anything. Mm-hmm. I can work with anybody that's honest. Yeah, it is right. I can work with anybody that is honest, open, and transparent. Mm-hmm. I can't work with somebody that can't see themselves. Yeah, it's good. I'll take a self-aware person over a self-conscious person any day. A self-conscious person will blame everybody else. A self-aware person will know, here's where I've contributed to this mess. Yep. Yeah. When I sit down with a, with a couple, whether they're premarital or whether they're already married, I'm always asking myself as they're talking, can they hear themselves? Mm. <laughs> mm. When I hear when I when I when I say okay husband what do you got to say about the wife and he's like she's this 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 but he didn't say nothing about him I'm like okay this dude is self conscious yep yeah hey wife's what's going on in the marriage well he does this 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 and he never does that 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 and I didn't marry him for this 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 and he does that 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 and he won't do this 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 and he won't do that that and I'm sitting there thinking to myself and you ain't done nothing you are the perfect wife. You are the perfect wife. Stop playing. I got to go back to this girl, though. Yeah. yeah. Go in that man's room and wear him out. You need to go have sex with that dude. I know you're in separate rooms. There needs to be some conjugal visits. He needs it. You need it. And that separation of your bodies, the enemy can, the enemy can wreak havoc. With that. Mm-hmm. So even though y'all not getting along, y'all need to y'all need to call a truce and get those bodies together. Girl, you need to put on whatever outfit he likes the most. I, I bet you he ain't that mad. <laughs> I promise you he ain't that mad. Yeah. Thong to thong thong thong. Like it's time for you to you gotta go to work, homegirl. They got the green light. I'm telling you. Y'all are married. Y'all just in separate beds. Yep. Don't let the enemy dan- tap dance and make it even worse. Mm-hmm. You go in there and break that dude off. Promise you. I promise you. I'm not saying that's gonna fix everything, but 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 sex is glue. Y'all need to remain sticky. I'm telling you what I know. Yep. I'm trying to help somebody out. We going down the question route, or are you uh, hungry vibes? Not, man. Please, I'm here. <laughs> the tacos can wait. Yeah, um, sure. So this one is a completely different uh, lane. This is from Tiff. It says, taboo question, exclamation mark. Never heard y'all speak on this topic. Uh, one, what is your take on astrology and using it as a tool to understand one's personality? 
I used to study astrology for 12 years before I became a Christian. Early in my walk, I mentioned at church I did birth charts, and I was sharply rebuked by one of the leaders. I felt shame and guilt and knew I could never mention it again. I stopped reading and studying because I was told that God hates astrology. In my personal study time in the Bible, I never found a scripture condemning astro- astrology specifically. Uh, and recently, the desire and passion uh, to study for me is there. Two, am I in sin by partaking in this aspect of knowledge? Appreciate you guys. Much love, Tiff. I love you, Tiff. So here's what I would say. Um, astrology would not be my guide. Perhaps it could give you some information. It would not be my guide. The Bible is my guide. The Holy Spirit is my guide. This is literally what Jesus said. Jesus said, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to bring you an advocate. I'm bringing someone else. I have been with you. I'm bringing a spirit to live on the inside of you, and he will guide you. Yep. He will. Now, I've done personality tests and da 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 da. I know I'm an INFJ. Um, uh, I did Enneagram for a little bit. I found out more information about uh, Enneagram that led back and traced back to um, uh, stronger influences of kind of new age stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool on that. Right? So I've done Myers Briggs. I'm a nerd. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to be a homicide detective. I got to know how people tick. So I've done Strength Finders. I've done. Um, uh, uh, Myers-Briggs, uh, 16 Personalities. Um, and 16 Personalities is actually the one that I settle with the most. Yeah. It, it's, for me, it's informational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I don't, I, my anchor is not there. Yes. It's not, the, it's not your Bible. It ain't my Bible, <laughs> nor is, is it my belief system. So I don't go around talking about, since I'm a two, the only thing I can do <laughs> is mm-hmm. help people. No. At the expense of me. Hell no. <laughs> You're not going, no. Nah. And then the, the way that Enneagram is drawn, I'm like, that's almost that goat. So I'd I be, <laughs> I be leaving that alone, right? Um, uh, with astrology, I've always stayed away from astrology. Mm. Um, the closest thing I can get to astrology is the, the star that the shepherds followed to get to Jesus. Yeah. The end, like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, like, like. There's, there's not enough. Um, a lot of times when you're looking in scripture for something, don't just look for where something might be. Look for the absence of it as well. Yeah, that's good, dude. I was able to talk to somebody, uh, a lesbian woman who had a doctorate in divinity. Sweet girl, I loved her. I still love her. I, not she's not dead, so I, I still love her. But she she came to me and she was like, hey, um, how did you come to your theological distinctive when it comes to homosexuality as a sin? And I was like, well, let's let's take out all the verses in the Bible that says homosexuality is a sin. Let's just remove them. Let's act like they're not there. And she was like surprised. She was like, "Okay." I said, I still can't endorse it. I said, because I don't have one gay affirming scripture. That says that you can. So just because you remove something that says you can't doesn't mean that you still can. Mm-hmm. Genesis to Revelation covers about 4,000 years of human history, yet we don't have two dudes that are in a sexual relationship. Totally. We don't have two women that's in a sexual relationship that, that literally 
is 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 highlighted in the covenant narrative from Abram all the way through Jesus. That's a lot of humanity too. Yep. Mm-hmm. It would. I, I think it could have been really really easy to get two gay dudes in there and been like they were in love and they loved each other and God the the covenant of God was on them and da 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 da. Yeah. But no, it's not there. Yeah. Two women. They loved each other, and the covenant of God is with them. And those, listen, if you could get prostitutes in Jesus' lineage, I think it would have been very easy to get some homosexuals. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be in there. I mean, Tamar literally dresses up as a prostitute to sleep with her father-in-law. Yeah. Ew. I mean, if we was going to get in there, Rahab is a whole ho She was hoeing for Jericho. The hoe in Jericho. I've never said that in my life, but that Snapchat hit her. Hey, Rahab was the hoe in Jericho. OF hit her. And she's in Jesus's bloodline. Yep. Ruth is a Moabite. The Moabites came from Lot's daughters getting him drunk and sleeping with him. There's a lot of scandalous stuff in mm-hmm. the Bible. There's a lot of like wayward, ratchet, sexually crazy stuff in the Bible. It would have been easy to get two lesbians in there if, that, if that's what he wanted. Yep. He wouldn't have left it this ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It'd been easy to get two gay dudes in there if that's what he wanted. It's not what he wanted. Yeah. I love you, baby. So I went that whole way to say astrology is not something that I would participate in. Um, I feel like you can get just as much information without having to lean into that. Totally. I do feel like it's an open door to more things that dabble over in the demonic realm. But at, 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 on the, on the top surface, I hate that you had the experience that you had with that church. The church be so, I don't understand why the church is so scary. This woman was in astrology for 12 years, g- gave her life to Jesus, so duh. Yep. I- imagine, imagine Jesus being like, I can't, I can't invite her into a relationship with my dad. <laughs> she likes astrology. <laughs> Gosh. Who the hell does she think she is? Yeah. I'm the star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the star of David. Yeah. Imagine. Jesus is not petty. Yeah. But yet his bride, is, oh, my God, what are you doing here? Yeah, I did. I can't. Astrology. We can't even talk about such things. You're going to go to hell. And now she's out here asking this question. Girl, I'm sorry you had to go through that. The church be doing dumb stuff. I'm sorry you dealt with that. But I wouldn't do it, though. I would resist the urge. Yeah. That's my that's my answer. And just some some from an uh an empathy level. I know a lot of people use stuff like that in tarot cards for, um, they want some sort of piece or, or a sign or something because they feel like something's missing. For example, for me, I had lost my kid back in 2016. And the, it, it's kind of comedic now to say, but I was like, man, I would really love to be, I would love some sort of connection to the baby because I never met the baby, right? Mm. And I talked to my wife about it, and I was like, I already knew the answer like in the back of my head, but I'm like, let me just get it off my chest so I can stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I said, baby, would it be 
the dumbest thing to like go to like a tarot card reading or a psychic to connect to like my kid in heaven. And my wife just lovingly looked at me. She's like, you're going to hear something, but it's not your baby. Mm. Mm. Rachel, bro. I need to I need to buy Rachel a bottle of her. Does she drink wine? <laughs> she loves wine. I need to get mm-hmm. her. Give me her favorite bottle. Mm-hmm. That is a gangster answer. And and I had to hear that. Yes, sir. Because there's people. I get it. Yeah. Like for me, I was broken. I'm like, I want to talk to my baby. Yeah. yeah. And I feel for some of these people, they want to answer. Yeah. And they're uncomfortable with God being silent. Absolutely correct. And my encouragement to those people is, man, don't give in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let God heal you. Yeah. And and he's he's gonna redeem it better than you oh, could sure. imagine. Hey, so there was a um uh when when we were in Australia, mm-hmm. um in between where I was staying and y'all were staying, the way that I took um I passed this shop that had like crystals and tarot card readings mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. This is no cap. There's only one little girl that I saw working in there. Mm. Well, young woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a little girl. There's one one young woman that I saw working in there. Every time I walked by, it didn't matter if her back was turned or if she was sitting down reading or it seems like she was in an obscure spot. Every time I walked by, mm. she looked up at me. Mm. Every single time. And Dang. this the, the 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 way that I walked, it wasn't like I'm walking right in front of her door right, or right. it's such a small, narrow path. It it didn't matter where I was, she turned around and she looked at me and I was like, That demon sees me. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm not saying she has a demon. Right. Has a but if you're into that, you are under the influence. Yes. Yeah. Think about this. This is gonna be sobering for some people. Ooh, y'all not ready. <laughs> it's gonna be scary for some of y'all. I promise you, it's gonna scare some of y'all. But I hope it's scary, like in a reverential fear of yes, God dude. way. If you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, yep. Dot dot dot. There's only one other spirit you could be led by. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna just let it marinate. Yeah. If you are not being led by the Holy Spirit, there's only one other spirit you can be led by. And I know we are wildly uncomfortable talking about the demonic mm-hmm. and the yep. angelic and the spiritual mm-hmm. realm and the whole nine. But but you got to remember that this entire battle and war we are waging is for the eternal position of our souls. Yeah. This life is a vapor, fam. It could be over just like that. My younger brother was killed instantly in a car accident September 17th of 2004. I mean, we are literally six days wow. mm-hmm. from the 19th anniversary of my brother's death. He preceded me in death and went to heaven. He gave his life to Jesus two years before he died. Life is a vapor, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Life is I remember holding Nathan in this hand, like a football. His head was here. And he was a long baby. His legs were dangling off right past my elbow. Mm-hmm. I I'm that tall boy. He's gonna sneeze and be taller than me. <laughs> he started looking at me right in the eyeballs. Like that's the 
that's the sobering reality yeah. of this is that this is just a vapor and yeah. so um uh the enemy's after our souls yep he's trying to influence our minds he wants us to be focused on things that don't even matter yeah and um yeah he so will, he will promise us stuff that he can't deliver. He can't deliver. It's not real. It's yeah. not real. It's, it's a counterfeit. So there's a popular movie right now um, called Talk to Me, and it's a horror movie. And the whole premise of this thing, dude, is demonic possession. And it's done in a way for, like, these these kids. They're doing it as a drug at parties. What? Yes. And so, like, the whole premise of this thing is um, they they – reach out and they're wanting connection like to lost ones to some something understood and they're playing around with it and it's funny to them right like all the kids have their phones out that's that's the joke okay and what this has communicated to me is like in this culture dude we are searching for things oh absolutely so prominently oh yeah and it's like it's so obvious it's evil yeah absolutely it's so obvious yeah but we ignore that for the connection correct we ignore that because maybe our friends are doing it absolutely we ignore that and it's like the whole to me i was like this is just a like a warning that people aren't even heeding absolutely that's literally playing out in front of them and it's blown up uh it was produced by like youtubers so mm -hmm. like it has a bunch of controversy around it because they didn't go through studios mm -hmm. but i'm like but this is the culture that's talking this is the culture that's talking absolutely and, the, and and we we live uh we live in a very spiritual culture yeah a very spiritual generation they, yeah. they want that connection yeah yeah but but when when you got uh people like our young lady was it tiff mm -hmm. tiff that, that that astrology astrology right when tiff can't even walk into a church yep without feeling demonized yep, yep. Then she has to. She's like, "Dang, I'm gonna stick to this." Then I guess I'll stick to mm -hmm. this. Yep. At least they nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The horoscope ain't ain't, ain't this ain't this ratchet and foul. So, Juliana's coming over. Ooh. What's popping? We've got a question for you that okay. I'm actually curious about. Oh, I cannot pronounce her name. What's what's that? Right, right call. Sure. Let's say she's right call. Uh, how do you know you're in love? I understand it's a choice you make each day and is more an action than a feeling. But how do you absolutely know you're in love? Hmm. Not my voice shaking at the last part. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how do you pronounce that? Raquel or Juliana? <laughs> Juliana's like, I have a question from this random lady that <laughs> no one knows reason, who it is. For some no reason, y'all didn't see this on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... It just popped on mine. Let me ask the question real quick. How do you it's an know? It's interesting app called Notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you know you're absolutely in love? I think it's the wrong question. Mm. Ooh. That's not the right question. Wow. I believe the correct question is, how do you know when you're absolutely committed to this one person? That's good. Because love is a feeling. Mm. And feelings are fleeting. And so I don't trust my feelings. I trust my commitment. When I met Juliet, I knew this is the woman that I wanted exclusivity with for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's why when we got married, we didn't exchange love. We exchanged vows. Wow. 
more than the love that I gave her on May 1st of 1999? I gave her my vow. I didn't just give her my feeling. I gave her my word. That for better or for worse, through sickness and in health, Mm -hmm. richer or poor, till death do us part, forsaking all others for her alone, I give thee this ring. Wow. Like, Like that statement is why we've been married for 24 years. That's beautiful. I've known her 25. We've been married 24. Why am I still here? Why am I still with my wife? Why am I faithful to my wife? Because I gave her my word. I have not felt in love with Juliet for 24 years straight. Mm-hmm. That feeling is fleeting. Child, please. That, that thing will come and go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. They come and go. They come and go. They come and go. They come and go. Boy George. Boy George. Look him up. Um, He's interesting, though, so if you look him up. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that's what that's that's really what it boils down to. And I, I I want you to know that um the feeling of love is informational. The commitment of love is institutional. Mm. Ooh! Brother. I'm talking. Sermon series. Ooh. Wee. <laughs> Somebody need to write that down. <laughs> that thing stunk as soon as it came out of my mouth. I've never said that in my life. The feeling of love is informational. The commitment of love is institutional. That's what you build something with. The foundation of this of this Ross family was built off my commitment, not off my feeling. Ooh. Wait, I'm so sorry. One more time. The feeling of love is informational. The commitment of love is institutional. Institutional. This house is built on my love for Juliet. I'm the foundation of this family. Juliet is on top of that foundation. Nathan and Noah are on top of us. Hmm. The Ross household is strong. I am a present father. So good, dude. Someone asked, how do you know you are committed then? How do you know you're committed? Mm -hmm. How do you know you're not? Like, you know you're committed when you have made the decision that there's no other option. Mm. Wow. That's when you know you're committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The reason why we, Juliet and I have been married for 24 years is because we realize, now I'm going to say something, y'all are not ready for this. <laughs> because we realize that divorce is an option. Mm-hmm. You know what most believers say? Divorce is not an option. Yeah. Well, that's BS. Yeah. And the reason why I know it's BS, because 50% of Christian people get divorced. Mm-hmm. So they never acknowledge that it's an option. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they, they, they don't avoid it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when you act like it's not there, you're playing yourself. Wow. It is there. It is an option. So how do I know I'm committed? Because I'm not going to choose that option. Yeah. We would have never known if Adam and Eve really obeyed God unless 
there was a tree in the garden that they weren't supposed to touch. Yeah. You got to have a decision to make in order to know if you really committed or not. Now, here's the problem with some jokers. At some point after, after years of marriage and stretch marks and breast sagging and penises not being able to get fully erect anymore and stretch marks and death and life and transitions and getting fired from a job and starting a company and becoming millionaires and uh, losing jobs and having to live in a one-bedroom efficiency with four people. After all of that, mm. some people change their mind about their commitment. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. So how do you know when you're really committed? When you choose not to take the easy way out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Ross family chooses hard over easy. That's good. That's why we're still here. Not because, not because we never pissed each other off or disappointed each other or didn't have an opportunity to, to, to say, you know what, I'm done with this, I'm chunking deuces. Nah, fam, we just decided we ain't doing all that. I don't care what nobody else is saying. Uh, Jill asks, will you talk about divorce and if we ever get a chance again through God's eyes? Yeah, of course. If you get divorced, you, you have another chance in God's eyes. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> the end. Yep. Like, pe people get divorced. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's settle it. Mm-hmm. Let's settle it because the church be, church be bugging. They believe, dude, that, like, if you're divorced, you can't remarry. I know they do. Like, it's wild. I know they do. And I know where they get it from. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But this culture is crazy. And you can't do something about somebody's free will. Yep. Hmm. Like, you really can't. <laughs> People have the option to do whatever the heck they want to do. And sometimes... Which one do I want to use, though? There is this one. Do I want this one, though? I don't think I want this one. There's a juicier one. Is it Matthew 19? No. Hold on, peeps. Let me get it. Why do I give you Smurfs as hold music? <laughs> <laughs> And I love you, Lord. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he said, oh, no. <laughs> and I lived. There it is. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all shaky and <laughs> scared. <laughs> like you don't even want to finish it too. <laughs> okay, here it is. Um, 19.3. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter number 19, verse number three. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Which the answer to that is no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied, they record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his husband and mother, I'm sorry, leaves his uh, father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Here, here's when I when I perform uh, when I officiate a wedding, I always say, uh, "What God has brought together, let no man 
put asunder, mm-hmm. including you. Yeah. yeah. I always add that at the end. That's good. Because we're always wor- worried about somebody externally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to hold yourself accountable to that as well. No, no one's going to split us up, including ourselves. Uh, then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. But it is not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. Jesus, Jesus' disciples said to him, if this is the case, it is better not to marry. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone can accept this statement. Jesus said, only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made eunuchs by others. And some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. So Jesus is trying to bring back a standard yeah. Yeah. that was never supposed to be broken from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like any sin, God restores. He forgives. That's good. And he would never penalize you. From moving on. Mm-hmm. Please understand that when you when we talk about being unfaithful and, and because this answer, because Jesus' answer was specifically to the question of can a man divorce his wife for any particular reason? That's why he says um, a, a, a wife that divorces her husband or, or I think that's I want to make sure I got that right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful, right? So he's answering the question of can a man divorce his wife for any reason? The answer yeah. is no. Yeah. And what is the what is the um, parameters for that man to be able to remarry? His wife has to be unfaithful. Now let me say this. You can be unfaithful in more than one way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is adultery, which would be unfaithfulness. There is abuse, which would be unfaithfulness. And there is abandonment. That's the one that's not listed, but it is the one that is implied. Mm -hmm. If you abandon your marriage vow, you are being unfaithful. And I have seen both men and women abandon their marriage vows. Oh, well. And it leads to a marriage being broken and ending in divorce. I've seen it happen emotionally, relationally, physically, um, spiritually. And um, I have walked with people painfully through the process of divorce. It is painful. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. That's why the Lord hates it. It is Mm -hmm. painful. He hates it. Um, but he would never penalize somebody forever from getting married again. I know what the scripture says. And we have to hold the tension yeah. of how we move on after we have acknowledged and repented of our sins and move forward. That's good. So that's my yeah. that's my answer to that question. That's a great answer. Five minutes. Five minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> my five minute reminder. You want to keep going with questions or you want to do some closing statements? 
How do you, you want to spend this five minutes? Oh, that's a sweet question to ask. Let's spend it reflecting on why I love this community yeah. so, so much. Awesome. The reason why I love this community so, so much <laughs> <laughs> is because we get to do this. Yeah, dude. We just talked about astrology <laughs> and divorce <laughs> and what it means to really be in love, which means commitment. Yeah. A, tr- a true love has action. False love doesn't have action. True mm-hmm. love has action. Um, I'm so grateful that this is a safe place and a safe space for us to process as believers. Um, we're, we're doing something here that I wish every small group had the liberty to do. Um, but for some reason, uh, many churches aren't there yet. I, b- I believe we're going to get there one day. Um, I believe everybody needs to be in a local church, and I believe every local church needs a basement. And I don't mean like a basement like, bring me into your your church. Yeah. I mean like, you need this philosophy. Yeah. You need a place where it can be safe enough for you to be human. Yeah, dude. Jeez Louise. I mean, think about all the polls we put up. Mm-hmm. People not in love with themselves. People have a hard time. Fifteen percent of the people said that they do dabble with astrology. So I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But let that horoscope go, girl. Like it ain't Virgo season. You're not a cancer, homie. Mm. Like let Sagittarius go. Let Taurus go. Stop finding your identity in what others, another person has written. Find your identity in Christ. Yeah, dude. That's where your identity is supposed to be found. Again, I'm all for personality profiles and stuff like that, but I'm telling you right now, you ain't going to tell me something that, J- that God ain't going to tell me about myself. The Bible is, a f- is the final authority on my identity, not the stars, not the moon, not the sun, not water, yep. not fire, not earth, yeah, dude. not wind, not crystals, not sage. I ain't got to burn... <laughs> I ain't got to burn no sage to set the atmosphere. I can put on worship and do that. Yeah. Worship is my sage. Yeah, dude. I can shift the atmosphere with I can shift the atmosphere with one prayer. That's good. I don't need to burn nothing. I walk in the authority of Jesus Christ that he has given me. And because of that authority, I am able to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hey. hey. So I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, find your identity in Christ. Whatever counterfeit that the enemy has tried to bring, all I'm, I just want to give a challenge to the 15% of people that said, you know, I do dabble in astrology. I want you to, I want you to literally, for, for the next 30 days. No, I'm going to make it harder. I'm going to make the challenge harder. Okay. For the next 75 days, don't look at your horoscope. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't use any of that language. Don't, I don't care if your birthday is coming up and I don't even know what the scorpions and all the things are don't even don't even refer to it don't even refer to it if you've been hooked on horoscopes or astrology or whatever you listen to people unfollow their accounts yeah for the next 75 days starting from the day for the next 75 days i ooh, you're gonna be surprised what you hear from god mm. you're gonna be surprised what you hear from god you're gonna be surprised how the holy spirit leads you not that other spirit, 
There is the Holy Spirit, and then there are familiar spirits. <laughs> and I don't want to be led by no familiar spirits. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Our community is calling it 75 hard. 75 hard. <laughs> Come on. 75 hard. I'll call it 75 safe. Hey, and, and to me, that's even connected. If, if you're not even in the astrology world, that's connected to the self-love stuff. Look mm -hmm. in the mirror. You got 75 days. 75 days, you got to look in that mirror. Yes. I yeah, love I myself. Yes. Yeah, Proud of myself. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it's 1 o'clock. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, uh, uh, what's the lineup this week? We got, um, oh, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy threw like, it on uh, me, and as soon as, as, soon uh, as it came on. somebody. I don't know who it I is. I know Carrie Oles is going to be on Thursday. Hey, the Unless homie Carrie Unless something Oles. happens today that you're like, no, this one's going out. Got you. We're changing that. And then tomorrow is Andrew Carter. Oh, sweet. The homie Andrew Carter. Make sure y'all get in contact with him and let him know. Absolutely. Um, our pod with Andrew was amazing. And then on Thursday, which usually is a solo dolo, we got a double, double guest. Yep, yep. Double dip, dipper guest. That dipper hitter. That <laughs> the dipper hitter. <laughs> um, uh, with my homie Carrie O. So I love you guys so much, and until tomorrow, peace. <laughs>